You are listening to Industrial Woman. I'm Lachelle Buchanan from industrialwoman.com, a blog about lessons in leadership at home and at work. Sounding smart makes everyone dumb. Wise up. But why, Mommy? Why is it going to die? I don't want it to die. Why can't we replace the batteries? He asks for the fifth time. His eyes are locked on the blue glow stick in his hand. It is beginning to dim, and he is turning it at different directions in his hand to study it intently. I indulgently explain again. When you break the glass, the chemicals mix, and the glow stick begins to glow. Eventually, the chemical reactions are all used up, and it stops glowing. There are no batteries in a glow stick. He isn't buying it. Just last night, I replaced the batteries in his turtle nightlight. He held the glow stick up to the nightlight to compare them. The exact same blue shade radiated from each glowing item. I can almost see the thoughts skip through his brain as I watch his expression of concentration deepen. He wants to understand what is happening, and I am not adequately satisfying his curiosity. I pick up my phone and turn to Google, then read, The glow stick contains two chemicals and a suitable dye, a fluorophore. This creates an endothermic reaction. The chemicals inside the plastic tube are a mixture of the dye and diphenyl oxalate. The chemical in the glass vial is hydrogen peroxide. His eyes glance away. Okay, he replies as he walks away. Parenting fail. The opposite side of not answering the why questions is over-explaining and making the answer too complicated to comprehend. It can be tough to strike the right balance. Did he actually get the answer he was looking for? Nope. As intelligent as I think my three-year-old is, he probably didn't understand most of what I said. Well, if I'm honest, my next search was to look up diphenyl oxalate. So even I didn't understand everything I said. He probably doesn't know how a glow stick works any more now than he did before he asked me. I doubt he will go to school and tell his friends about endothermic reactions. And even if he did, he wouldn't understand it well enough to explain it in a way they would understand. He just gave up trying to understand and walked away. I recognized the disengagement because I've done that a few times myself. I've walked away from conversations at work not knowing any more after the conversation than I did before it. In some cases, I walked away knowing less. This happens too often in the office. When you are an expert on a particular topic, your brain is steeped in all the proper terms and vocabulary. When someone asks you a question and they say, okay, then walk away, did they really understand you? Did they give up trying to understand you? Did they think they understood you but really missed the main message? Here are a couple of tips for more constructive explanations. 
Number one, dumb it down. I don't mean this in a derogatory way. Not everyone has the same background and exposure to your specialty jargon. If you start every conversation with layman terms, your chances of being broadly understood are much better. Let the person you are explaining to bring up the appropriate jargon if they know it. You can introduce the proper terminology after the listener has a good grasp of what you are trying to tell them. If someone doesn't understand what you are trying to tell them, it is your fault. Even complex problems can be explained in simple terms. Start as simple as possible, then build up the detail and complexity as needed. Let the why, what, when, where, how questions guide the level of detail you add. When you start the explanation at a high level of complexity, it is much harder to back up and make it simple. Their minds have already put up a wall that says the issue is too hard to understand. They may be mentally walking away before they do so physically. You may see their eyes glass over or they reach for their cell phone. No one is listening to understand if they are looking at their cell phone. Number two, check for understanding. If it really matters that the person you are speaking to needs to understand you, it really matters that you check for understanding. I am a huge fan of reflective listening. I use it all the time. I have been doing it for so many years, I don't even think about it or realize I am doing it anymore. If you haven't heard this term before, it's super simple. It is so simple that you may think it seems silly, but I promise you it is very powerful. There have been so many times I have paraphrased back to someone and been told I had it wrong or that I left out an important point. Listen, paraphrase, confirm. You can also ask others to be reflective listeners without awkwardly calling it that in the middle of a conversation. As an example, you may say, I am not sure I'm explaining this effectively. Will you please tell me what you just heard me say so that I can make sure I haven't missed anything? I know there are people who are awed by an overuse of jargon. If you work with people like that, and your intent is to impress them and nothing else, then spew that lingo with flourish. There really are people in the world impressed by that. However, when your intent is to be fully understood, when it actually matters that the listener grasps a concept, when you seek to educate rather than pontificate, It makes sense to make it simple. It makes sense to check for understanding. It makes sense to start practicing these skills today. Simon Sinek said, If you speak like a scientist, only scientists will understand you. If you speak like a truck driver, both scientists and truck drivers will understand you. If you enjoyed this audio blog, you can always find more at industrialwoman.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe.